What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't get a fire. What's going on here? I'm firing everybody. Right, well, welcome back to the Wisco Fanatics. Uh, we have Mike Spofford from Packers.com, special guest. Thank you very much. Um, Mike, uh, we were just talking about that game last night. What are your initial yeah. thoughts? Well, I mean, you know, San Francisco's uh, San Francisco's defense obviously showed up again. I mean, until, you know, they allowed that late late touchdown i mean what they gave up six points to uh you know to a seattle offense that for the most part have been having a pretty good season so um 49ers are a tough tough customer right now and to go from to go from three and four after seven games to the first team in the league to clinch a division title that you know that says something the 49ers are hot regardless of what's going on at quarterback that's a hot team and they're going to be uh they're going to be really difficult to beat yeah, it's uh, not looking pretty. Um, we actually have a question regarding the 49ers uh, in the future here, a couple minutes. But I wanted to ask you a question real quick. Do you watch basketball? Are you a Bucks fan? I watch the Bucks a little bit. I actually probably watch Badger basketball more than I watch Bucks basketball. But That's I do catch answer. the Bucks once in a while. <laughs> Did you watch either game last night? Uh, yeah, I watched uh, I watched the Badger game against Lehigh, and then I checked the score of what was going on in Memphis, and I'm like, I guess I don't need to turn that one on. <laughs> it's bedtime, <laughs> yeah. I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that one, that uh... One, uh, that I, I went I went right to the uh, I went right to the NFL game after uh, Badger basketball was over. Yeah, I watched a little bit of the Bucks game, and it was uh, it was getting chippy at first, and they were making shots, and we weren't. And I was kind of like. Yeah, guess I'm watching football too tonight. <laughs> uh, but that was a that was a great game last night. Uh, Simon Bryant, you guys watched that game. What'd you guys think? Yeah, I watched it. Um, I thought it was a really like it, the way we were just talking about. Kyle Shanahan just schemes up that offense. It's just it's so well put together. And I would agree that the 49ers are probably the team to beat because their defense is just so nasty. Um, I, and hey, obviously we were all rooting for 49ers last night. That's hard to say, but that just um, Packers needed another Seahawks loss. So hey, go Niners last night, I guess. Good they, they play they play the Chiefs next, so that'll probably be the next Seahawks loss that we we need and we get. So 
Hopefully uh, the chips start falling. We're going to be Commanders fans on Monday night, though. Or Sunday night, I mean, and we'll be Packers fans on Monday night. Yes, yes, yes. we will. All right. So first question, and this involves getting to the playoffs, is what is what is the reason that fans should want to make the playoffs over getting a higher draft pick? Hey, yeah. You want to make the playoffs because you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, I, whether you're talking, you know, the the Steelers back in 2005 when Bill Cowher won his only Super Bowl championship or, you know, the Packers in 2010. Or, I mean, you know, the, the New York Giants in 2011. You know, I mean, if you get in, you just never know because it comes down to it comes down to who gets hot, who gets the breaks. Who gets the calls? Which way the ball bounces? Um, if you have a if you have a chance to get in the playoffs, you want to be able to to take that to take that chance and roll the dice. And and I mean, you play this the, the players play this game, the coaches coach this game to give themselves a shot at a championship. And whether you're the one seed or the seven seed, now that they let seven teams in from each conference. Whether you're, whether you're the one seed or the seven seed, you want that shot to win a championship. So you don't give up on that until uh, un, until you know mathematically it says that you can't do it. For sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for that answer because we've been trying to beat that horse. Um, so this question came about because I saw a stat that said if the 49ers and Vikings both went out, that the Vikings would get the two seed. If the Packers got the last seed, we would be going to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Uh, in the first round of the playoffs. So if the Packers do make the playoffs, how confident do you feel uh, with a matchup against the 49ers or the Vikings? Well, I mean, right now I would much rather play the Vikings than the 49ers. I mean, the Vikings, their their defense is a mess right now. They've given up over 400 yards in five consecutive games, which has never happened in the history of the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, that defense is on a historically – bad stretch right now for them now they've got a month to figure it out the vikings are gonna make the playoffs they're gonna be in give themselves a chance they just need one more win to clinch the nfc north and they're gonna get a minimum of one home game in the playoffs so Mm -hmm. they're gonna get there and they have time to figure some things out with their defense but uh but that's the team i would like to see try to defend christian watson and romeo dobbs and aaron jones and aj dillon the way Every team they've been playing lately has been marching up and down the field against them. That's the matchup. If, if the Packers can make a run and get into the playoffs, that's the matchup you want. You want the Vikings because not only that, but yeah. if the Packers get there, you will have just beaten the Vikings on January 1st at Lambeau mm-hmm. Field, right? So mm-hmm. um, so that's the, mat- that's the matchup you want. Right now, I say stay away from San Francisco as long as you can because those guys, <laughs> those guys look really, really tough to me. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Simon. Simon. Yeah, spe- speaking of Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, ever since the emergence of Christian Watson, and we've seen Dobbs come out, unfortunately, the last few games he's played, or he hasn't played because of injury, how excited are you to see him on the field this late in the season together? And what do you yeah, think we can do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited. I think I think everybody's excited. This is This is, you know – Nobody expected Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs to, you know, take the NFL by storm in week one, week two as rookies. Right. But the idea was that, okay, you have the veterans, Al Lazard, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins to, to, you know, get things started during the season. But then as these young rookies figure it out, 
get more acclimated into the offense, get on the same page with the quarterback, all that, that these, these two rookies were going to be a really, really big part of this offense. And, you know, we haven't seen them on the field together. They both missed, you know, lots of games due to injuries. Things just haven't worked out in that regard the way, um, the way you'd like them to. I was hoping the Packers maybe would be at this point with those two rookie receivers really ready to go, acclimated with a chance to show what they can do on the field together, like say around week six or seven or eight, something like that. You know, here we are now in week 14. It's finally going to happen. Um, better late than never, obviously. But uh, but yeah, a lot of excitement over it because uh, th- these two guys are the future of the Packers receiving core for you know, for the next few years here, you don't spend, you know, essentially two second round picks to move up to get Watson and then spend a fourth round pick just a couple rounds later to get another receiver. If you're not planning on these guys being a really big part of things for a handful of years here. So this is, this is a glimpse into the future of the receiving core. And, uh, and I think there's a lot of excitement around it. Do you think Samori Toure can make his way up in a little bit too? I've seen him make a couple flashy plays and, I know he's a seventh-round pick, but it looked like he's kind of made a little bit of a stride. Yeah, I mean, Toure has definitely has definitely flashed. I mean, we saw it some in training camp. We've seen it some during, you know, a, a couple of different regular season games. He, I think he's one of those guys that, that you know, as, as a seventh-round pick, there's that much further to go. But that's what, you know, that's what the offseason between year one and year two, between year two and year three, Toure is, Toure is a guy who's he's got the tools. And I think the longer he sticks around and really learns this offense, learns from the guys in front of him, I think there's definitely potential there. No, no doubt about it. I mean, his his speed. I mean, everybody talks about Christian Watson's speed, and that's absolutely undeniable. Samari Toure is a lot faster than people give him credit for. He's he's got he's got a, a quickness, the short the sort of that short burst type of quickness mm-hmm. that uh, um, that showed up on the field during training camp when he was kind of feeling his way and learning this offense. So I'm curious to see what uh, what he ends up doing, what he ends up becoming down the road, because there are definitely some tools there for a guy who was taken in the seventh round. Cool. Yeah. Um, real quick on that, some more speed. I, the first time I seen him was um, I was at the, actually at the game in Washington and I remember his speed popping off towards the end of the game. And I was like, we need to see him on the field more, but um, going on to Christian Watson a little bit more, obviously he's been on absolute fire the last like four or five weeks, um, yeah. kind of catapulted himself into the offensive rookie of the year conversation. What do you think he would need to do? Cause he's not going to, he's likely not going to have the yards that someone like a, Chris Olave does, but um, he's got the touchdown numbers. What do you think he needs to do over the final four weeks to really have a shot at that award? I, I mean, he's got, he's got, is it not, it's nine total touchdowns right now, right? He had the one early yeah. in the season. He's had eight in the last four games. So he's got nine total touchdowns. I mean, as, as a rookie, if you get up into that, you know, 12 or 13 touchdown range, by the time it's all said and done, I'm not sure how much the receptions and the yardage matter. You get in the end zone that many times, your first year in the NFL, especially with the number of games that he missed. Um, I think he definitely needs to be in that conversation. I guess, I guess I'll put it at, you know, a dozen touchdowns. If he gets to a dozen touchdowns, I think there's, I think he gets serious consideration regardless of uh, where his receptions and yardage, you know, would compare to, you know, say Olave or, um, 
you know, if you're looking at uh, if you're looking at Kenneth Walker from Seattle, you know, the running back, like his his production. I think all those guys are really, really good candidates for the award. But everybody's got, you know, a few games left. So, uh, you know, statistically, the numbers, you know, th- things can change here over the last few weeks. And if uh, if Watson keeps finding the end zone, his uh, his candidacy will be will be serious for that award. We call that the Christian corner. He just needs to find that like three or four more times. All the <laughs> left out of that end zone. They're in the left corner of the end zone. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to pop up a fan question here. It says there's no sense to go to the playoffs. We can't stop the running game of the Eagles or the number one defense. Come on in and out. The best of us is to lose the rest of the games and be in the first 10 picks of the next draft. Just being realistic. <laughs> I sorry, that's just that's not my mentality. It's it's never going to be my mentality. I mean, you know, the Packers got Rashawn Gary with the 12th overall pick. They got Jair Alexander with the 18th overall pick. Yeah, everybody would love to have a top 10 pick. It increases your odds. But there are plenty of busts in the top 10. There are plenty of really good players that are taken in the bottom half of the first round to 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 play Absolutely. or to lose for the draft pick, not worth it. You know, it, the, the, the draft, the draft, the draft is as big a crapshoot as the playoffs. So if you're going to play, if, if you're going to go into this, into this <laughs> crapshoot kind of stuff, give me the playoffs, you know, give me, give me the dice. Let me roll them in the playoffs. And, uh, yes. and then we'll do the same in the draft anyway. That that's, that's the way I look at it. Thank you that's so gonna, much. I've been thinking on Bears fans for months, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I've been know. thinking on Bears fans for months. I'm like, oh, you guys want to lose so you guys can draft another quarterback that you're going to draft in four more years? It's like, come on, man. It's just it's ridiculous to want to lose. I don't understand that mentality. At I don't all. Know, you can't build a loser yeah. mentality and expect success around a football team. You can't. Exactly. I mean, as 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 a Packer fan, I mean, I realized 2011 was 11 years ago now, which just makes me feel old, but – the New York Giants were nine and seven. The Green Bay Packers were fifteen and one. Who won the Super Bowl that year? The New York Giants did. You just don't know. You have to get in. You have to give yourself a chance, and you don't yep. give that chance away. If you have a shot, you go for it. That's the bottom line. Yeah. I would take the lottery ticket of a Super Bowl over the lottery ticket of a, a eighth pick versus the 18th pick a hundred percent a hundred percent every and the time. idea that we can't beat philly i mean we gave them a run for their money in philly a little bit i mean we were in that game we weren't completely out of it so. <clears throat> no i mean the packers were down two touchdowns early they came back and actually took the lead 14 13 yeah. you know the yep. the uh the defense had the defense had a terrible had an absolutely terrible night that night but the packers proved that Philly's defense is not impenetrable by any means. The backup quarterback Jordan Love went in and put ten points on the board yep. against that defense. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I say, hey, just just get in and take your shot. The Packer, it's it's not an easy road. You got to win four in a row here. You got to get some help. You know, the I think the game. You know, I'm not looking past the Rams, but honestly, like, if the Packers don't beat the Rams on Monday night, there's no point in even talking about yeah. any of this anymore, right? The game in Miami on Christmas to be on the road against a team like that with those weapons, the way the Packers defense has struggled, you know, the Miami game for me, assuming the Packers can beat the Rams on Monday night, that's the one that's going to tell you whether making the playoffs is, is realistic or not. If the Packers can go to Miami and beat the Dolphins and get to seven and eight, and then you have two home games against division rivals who are indoor teams 
coming out to Lambeau Field to play in the cold, and those are two game the two games that you need to win to get into the playoffs, it becomes very realistic. It's yeah. not realistic right now, but I think it becomes realistic if the Packers win their next two and come back from Miami at seven and eight. I think I've seen that they're like eleven percent chance, but 13. this ties in actually really well. <clears throat> Uh, this actually ties in really well to a fan question who said he thinks Jordan Love starts right now and sit Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the year. So what do you think as far as the quarterback position goes for the rest of this season? And then if you had to pick one going into next season, into 2023, of Rodgers and Love are both back, Rodgers is back and Love is gone, Love is back and Rodgers is gone, or they're both gone, which box would you put your name in? All right. Well, as far as as far as this year is concerned, I, obviously the Packers are taking the approach that if they're alive for the playoffs, that Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback as long as he's healthy enough to play, and and you're going for it. You're going to take your shot. Now, if the Packers get mathematically eliminated, I think there are a lot of reasons to think about playing Jordan Love. Um, not the least of which is what just happened to Kyler Murray. You know, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback in 2023, why would you put him out there and risk what, you know, happened to Kyler Murray, where then you could have $50 million on your cap next year and he's rehabbing an ACL the entire time? Like, so me, I don't know what the Packers will decide. Me personally, if the Packers are out of it mathematically and cannot get into the playoffs, then I'm resting my $50 million quarterback and saying, you know, sorry, it's not worth it. Um, yeah, that's a good point. As far as as far as 2023 goes, my best guess, and again, I'm not, I don't know anything. I have no inside information here. <laughs> my best guess is that 2023 is going to be status quo at the quarterback position. I think if Aaron Rodgers wants to continue playing, he will be the Packers quarterback in 2023. And I think Jordan Love, even though he won't like it and he won't be happy about it. And I wouldn't blame him for not for not being happy about it, but I think Jordan Love is the backup again in in 2023. I know there are rumors out there. There there are a couple stories that have been written based on interviews with Jordan Love that I think have been misinterpreted in terms of you know the way the way the story the way the comments and the stories have been perceived that Jordan Love is going to demand a trade if Aaron Rodgers comes back in 2023. That's not what he said. He said it would be a situation he would have to discuss with his representatives, which is exactly what you what he should do and what you would think he would say, you know, given the current circumstances. As far as Jordan, if Jordan Love were actually to demand a trade, the business side of this game can stink for certain guys sometimes. And I don't know where Jordan Love would even have any leverage to to try to you know, demand a trade, like what, what reason would the Packers have for, you know, for granting that, you know, it, it, in a lot of ways that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, So I think you come back in 2023, potentially with the status quo at quarterback, again, if Aaron Rodgers wants to continue playing and wants to continue to be the Packers quarterback, I think it stays as the status quo. And my best guess is they pick up Jordan loves fifth year option with the idea that he is, he becomes the quarterback in 2024 and they find out if he is the quarterback of the future. As, as far as the way things look right now, that would be my best guess as to how this plays out. Completely. I think 
I think having a Jordan Love having, you know, 20 whatever million guaranteed that fifth year would probably ease the pain a little bit of sitting, you know, having to sit another year. I don't know why fans would want, like, what do they expect? I've seen that article as well. Do they want him to say, yeah, I'm excited to sit again? No, you want the guy to want to play. Yeah, so. yeah. Absolutely. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want him to be satisfied. You wouldn't want him to necessarily be happy about it, but yeah, I mean that, that fifth year option for 2024 is going to be roughly a a $20 million payday. And, uh, and I think the Packers would give him a chance to uh, would give him a chance to prove himself in, in 2024. So um, yeah, it, it's been a good situation thus far for Jordan love to be behind Aaron Rodgers. He's learned a lot. He's improved. We obviously saw in the fourth quarter in Philadelphia, he looked like a very different quarterback than the one we saw last season in Kansas City and last season mm-hmm. in the second half in Detroit in week 18. The progress is there. The improvement is there. Of course, he wants to play. I think he's proven he's probably ready to take the reins, just as Aaron Rodgers was ready after three years behind Brett Favre to take the reins in 2008. It may not work out that way that year four becomes year one for Jordan Love as the starter. Um, and he may have to he may have to wait one more year. Not ideal for him, but uh um, but at the same time, you know, I think he's still gonna get his chance with the Packers eventually. Yeah, I agree on 2024. Corey said he's a big Vikings fan and his favorite quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to watch a Packers show. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that too. All right, always on, um, always on their mind. <laughs> yeah, Brian, go ahead. Uh, so what do you? Uh, so I know we saw Baker Mayfield in Lambeau Field last Christmas, right? Yeah, he gave us he gave us a great Christmas gift. You know, four interceptions. Yeah, four, what are your four thoughts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, the Rams with Baker Mayfield coming in? Do you think he's going to give them a, you know, a boost, or how do you do you think it makes his team more dangerous? Well, he, I mean, he definitely he definitely gives the Rams a, a, a better chance to win than uh, than either of the backups that they've had playing behind Stafford to this point. I mean, that that's certainly why certainly why they picked him up. And it, ad, it adds a lot more intrigue to this matchup with uh, with Matthew Stafford not being available with uh, with Mayfield stepping in. Um, you know, I've been I've been kind of saying this all week in Insider Inbox and in the videos, you know, unscripted and, and other videos that we've done at work. I mean, I, I just I feel like Baker Mayfield is a flip a coin quarterback. He can go out and throw four touchdowns and have a 125 passer rating, or he can go out and throw four interceptions and have a 55 passer rating. I you you don't know what you're gonna get with Baker Mayfield. And quite frankly, until you know, now he was in an extremely difficult situation in that Thursday night game against the Raiders, having just been claimed off waivers on Tuesday, and then he's got to play on Thursday night. He really didn't do a whole heck of a lot in that game until the last five or six minutes when then suddenly he, you know, drives him down the field back to back, you know, times for touchdowns to be able to, to be able to pull that game out. Um, the, the, uh, um, I, I, I think, I think playing at home, the, the Packers being at home, prime time, you know, the cold, the cold winter weather. Um, the real challenge for the Packers in this game, I think, more so than facing Baker Mayfield, is 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 that Rams defense because the, the Rams have stopped the run really, really well this year. They're ranked in the top five in the league in rushing yards allowed and and yards per carry allowed on the ground. It's going to be a real challenge for the Packers to run the ball against this team and stay balanced offensively and if they can do that 
Um, I think uh, I think the Packers I think the Packers win this game regardless of what uh, of what Baker Mayfield does. But uh, but the challenge here really I, I know Baker Mayfield's the headline. The challenge is the Packers offense against uh, the Rams defense. Uh, first of all, I'm going to tell you to stop looking at my notes because uh, we're going to go over the notes <laughs> yeah. in a little bit. And I I bring up the the Rams run defense because it's been phenomenal. Yep. Uh, even yeah. without Aaron Donald, it's been yeah. That, that I think that's been the surprising thing is that is that whether Aaron Donald has been in the lineup or not, from a run defense standpoint, the Rams have been really really good. They they certainly miss Donald, I think, more in the pass rush than they do with uh, with the run defense. But even even with that, I mean, Derek Carr was having a heck of a time, uh, you know, against that pass rush without Aaron Donald in uh, in that Thursday night game. They had some guys collapse in the pocket. They made things difficult for him. At least yeah. one of our offensive linemen won't get choked this year. That'll be good. You don't know that. <laughs> it's true. You don't know that. <laughs> Got to keep so, the tradition alive. <laughs> it's a bad tradition. To keep right, alive. Sorry, well, it's better. It's probably better than getting stomped on, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, Evan, uh, Evan Smith, Smith will. Uh, yeah. will, Evan, will yeah. that, that'll be that'll be the moment that lives in infamy from, uh, from yeah. his career. Evan's a yeah. really good guy. I like I, I like him a lot. I, I, really I like him as a player. I joke. I, I I joke about that because uh, because I've actually bumped into Evan a couple of times. He still lives around here. I bumped into him a couple oh, really? of times uh, since he since he left Green Bay, since he left the Packers. Uh, just a just a really good dude. And uh, and I mean, what happened to him on that? Was it was it a Thanksgiving game? I think it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, it was it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, just just uh, yeah, a- absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, sorry, I'm going back. Oh, you're, no, 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 you're <laughs> I love it. That's cool that he still lives around there, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's around. I bumped into him at Target a few years ago of all yeah. places. So you know that's that's really cool. Um, <laughs> all right, so kind of the way we do things on the show is we like to give two score predictions. We like to give one from our head where we kind of take all of the analysis and kind of put it together and come up with a realistic score prediction. And when we do one from our heart, where if Green Bay does everything right, this will be the score. So. We call it one from the head, one from the heart. What do you got? Which one do you want first? Head first. Uh, we head always first, go head first. first. Head, okay, the head. The head is first. Okay. My head. My head says. My head says because nothing has come easy to the Packers this year at all. But I think they go into this game as as the better team and with a lot more going for them. My head says that they will at home in prime time in the cold against a warm weather team, they will find a way, they will find a way to pull this game out and it will be something like 27 to 23. Now my heart says if the Packers are going to get on a run here and really start to put it together and build whatever in whatever fashion momentum exists on a week to week basis in this league and, and find that somehow, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to throw him some interceptions. The Packers, with all their receivers healthy, the running backs healthy, the offense is going to find and do what it needs to do. And this game is going to be something more like 34 to 17. Ooh, I like it. So I love that's that. The, that I, that's love that. The, uh, I guess that would be that would be the heart prediction yeah. because I, um, I think uh, I think that's something that uh, that would get that would maybe open people's eyes a little bit just say hey maybe maybe running this Not thing out and getting the playoffs is uh, is a little more possible 
than we thought when you've got to come back from nine points down in Chicago against a Bears team and, and you know, pull it out right at the very end. Yeah. So. All right. If I can get one more question in. Yeah. And this is a, this is a battle that we have fought literally the entire season. <laughs> what would you just say? What would you say to people who call David Bakhtiari injury prone? Oh man, I, mean, <laughs> I was just gonna That's ask him about that it. too. <laughs> Look, I mean, I mean, okay, so New Year's Eve of 2020 is when he blows out the ACL in practice, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the I mean, I have no idea what what necessarily went went wrong or you know, everything, everything that went along with it. But when you have to have two follow-up surgeries after an ACL, um, after the original ACL reconstruction, you end up having to have two follow-up surgeries because things don't, uh, things, you know, don't heal rehab, whatever, quite right. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it sort of becomes all bets are off at that point. Right. I mean, how, how do you, how do you really know, how do you really know where a guy is at? I mean, this is a guy who's in his 10th year in the league. He was drafted in, in 2013. Um, you know, the, these aren't, these aren't 23, 24 year old knees anymore. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't like that. La- I don't like that label to begin with, but I certainly don't, I certainly don't like it if you're, if you're applying it to somebody who's had an ACL reconstruction and, and follow-up surgeries after that, to me, the, to me, the label of injury prone is more of like the, is more of like the soft tissue stuff, the stuff that would maybe count as the preventable injuries, like pulling a hamstring or pulling a calf muscle or, you know, I mean, things like that. I mean, when, when guys get tackled and their ankle gets destroyed, you know, and they have to sit out for four or five weeks, I mean, that's not, that's not being injury prone. There's no, that mean, that is, that is the haphazardness and, and the nastiness of this game. You know, Mm -hmm. the, the guys who are missing time all the time because of, because of hamstring injuries and, and, and calf pulls and other, you know, those, those soft tissue injuries, there's definitely something to be said there for, how well a guy is taking care of his body and doing the things, you know, to really put his body in the best position to handle the rigors of the game. So um, that's where I, you know, I, I draw a big distinction between those kinds of injuries and the kinds of injuries that, uh, that, you know, literally can happen to anybody just because of, you know, the, the, the nature of the game. And as far as Dave, as far as Dave goes, I mean, you know, he ended up getting appendicitis in yeah. the middle of the season. I had to have an emergency appendectomy. I actually had one of those earlier this season, week four, New England Patriots. Wednesday night, I was in the ER, and five hours later, I'm waking up at two in the morning in the recovery room, and my appendix was out. Like it was, it wasn't fun. It wasn't planned. It it was it was uh, um, it was kind of scary because because they were nervous about that thing rupturing and that's what they got nervous about with Dave as well which is why they needed to to operate right away so um that kind of stuff can happen to absolutely anybody whether whether you're 
you know, a hack like me sitting at a computer or uh, a five-time all-pro left tackle. So um, that's, uh, I guess that's my, that's my long answer on the, uh, the injury prone question. So you mean the fans that are saying it's because he indulges in, you know, some adult beverages? That's not, not accurate. <laughs> I don't, I don't think. I'm I, don't just I knew one of us was going to bring it up. I knew one of us. I was trying not oh, to. I, I laughed at those people so much. I was going to bring so it up Brian didn't. I laugh at those that. people yeah. so much. No, the only the only thing the only thing that was good, the only thing that was good for me about about uh, about having uh, the uh, emergency appendectomy when I had it is because then the following week was the trip to London, and my surgeon said, "Hey, you can't lift anything over twenty pounds for a month." <laughs> so the whole trip to London, like Wes had to carry like my luggage and my computer <laughs> bag and everything because. Like I wasn't allowed to lift anything that was that heavy, oh, so so he was so Wes was Wes was my luggage boy for the whole, uh, whole trip to London. That we didn't we didn't have we didn't have Evan Siegel take any pictures of that though. Wes made sure that that was ah, not gonna be, that those photos were not going to end up in the uh, in the archives. But uh, but yeah, so I was I was on a plane to London a week after uh, the appendectomy and uh, and had to have somebody else take care of my luggage. So. That might give us a little insight on the fact that David probably won't play. And if he does play in like some, not this week, but next week, the fact that you were told not even to lift anything for 20 and he, uh, our month over 20 pounds, but he would be stepping on a football field, maybe three weeks, maybe yeah. people should sit down and let him, you know, recover a little bit. Yeah. And the reason, I mean, just, and so people understand too, I mean, medically, the reason for that restriction, I mean, what the surgeon told me after he took my appendix out is it's because of the incisions they have to make to do the surgery, they don't want you to lift anything heavy because of the risk of herniation in at the incision points. They the incisions need to heal before you can, you know, strain yourself with those kind of, you know, lifting and pulling, you know, weights and things like that. So um now I mean what the restriction is going to be on a on a 300 pound NFL football player I don't know I don't know if it's any different for me or for somebody like him or you know if there if there are ways to you know quote unquote rehab that and and maybe shorten the the time frame I don't know any of those answers but when I heard that when I heard that Dave was having you know an emergency appendectomy you know to me I was like well that's that's going to be multiple weeks at a minimum before he's going to be able to go out there and, and block a 285 pound edge rusher, you know, to protect Aaron Rodgers. I won't lie. I've, I've enjoyed watching Zach Tom though. He, that guy's, he's a stud. Impressive, impressive, young, uh, impressive young football player who, you know, honestly, from, from a pure physical standpoint, like body type, body size, he doesn't even look like he's fully grown into his body yet. You know, I mean, I, I think there's uh, I think he's got a chance to to grow both physically and, you know, in in his game in general. I mean, people forget in a lot of ways. I mean, go, if you want to go back, go back and look at pictures in 2013 of David <laughs> Bakhtiari as a fourth a rookie fourth round draft pick playing tackle in the NFL his his body looked a lot different just a few years later than than uh, than it did as a rookie and uh, and Zach Tom could uh, you know put himself on that same kind of path from a physical standpoint. Don't get me too excited now, buddy. <laughs> so I just thought of this random question because I just wanted to know. You can give me a top three, a top five, doesn't matter. I okay. want to know your your favorite players to interview over your career. 
Oh, wow. Favorite players to interview. This um, is more of a question about you. So I really, I was interested in this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just, I mean, I'll start by saying there, there have been a, there have been a lot of really, really good ones and a lot of, a lot of guys. I mean, this is my 17th season in this job with Packers.com. So, I mean, I've, I've interviewed, you know, I've, I've gotten to know a lot of guys over the years. Obviously it's been a little harder in recent years because in, you know, both 2020 and 2021 seasons reporters, you know, we weren't allowed in the locker rooms at all. Like everything was, you know, virtual over zoom and, and, you know, or in a, in a press conference setting, as opposed to, uh, you know, when you kind of get to talk to a guy one-on-one. Um, but, uh, um, boy, that's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's really hard to pick the guys, the guys who come to mind, the guys who come to mind first for me are Tremont Williams, uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Charles Woodson. Oh, boy. Um, trying to think who else, who else really, um, who else really jumps out. I mean, I'll say this too. Um, I've, I've had the pleasure in, in being the, the editor of the Packers yearbook for several years now, I've gotten the opportunity a couple of times for, um, for two, two different cover stories that I did for the yearbook. One that was several years ago where I sat down with both Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, just the three of us and got to sit and talk, just talk football with those guys for like a half an hour. And, uh, and I did the same thing a few years later with both Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams That's and awesome. asking a lot of the same types of questions that I had asked a few years ago, um, a few years prior to that in, uh, in talking to Rodgers and Nelson, those, those are the kinds of interviews that, uh, you know, that you really remember as a reporter and a writer, cause, cause those opportunities are special. And, and quite frankly, in both of those settings, it didn't, I mean, I had a whole list of questions. But uh, but it didn't take much. I just had to get those guys talking about memories and their recall of plays and games and and this route and that route and what happened here. And 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 it was like they just they just took the conversation where they wanted to go. And uh, and those kinds of uh, those kinds of interviews are uh, are really memorable and, and, and really special. Gotta say, I'm jealous. I won't lie. I'm I'm very <laughs> jealous. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you like very, very much for taking the time to join us. We'd love to have you back anytime during the rest of the season yes. and during the off season. And we we get super heavy into draft prep, so we'd love to have you with that too. Um, we pretty appreciate you for joining us. It's uh, definitely some great conversation. We appreciated your answers as well. Yeah, no, I've, I've enjoyed the conversation guys. And absolutely. I'm sorry. It's taken me so long to get on this year. I know that was, this was kind of a a little while in the making, but, uh, but by all means, if Packers are making a run at it here, um, by all means, ask me back. I'd be happy to come back on or, uh, or during the off season, you want to talk about some off season topics, by all means, I'd be uh, happy to join you again. That would be awesome. So real quick, where can, where can people find you uh, to get more from you if they like, your answers like we do. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I, you know, everything I do is, is on Packers.com, whether it's, a, whether it's a written story, whether it's a video, whether it's the fan mail column that we call insider inbox, um, all of it's there on Packers.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Mike Spofford, uh, all lowercase, but um, you know, I am probably the 
least active Packers beat reporter on social media. It is not my thing. I don't try to fake it. I don't pretend. I have the account for work, and I like to promote the work that we do uh, on on the website, both the work that I do and what Wes does and what Larry does and all that. We have a really great video department, all all, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, the uh, the website Packers.com, all my, all my work is there. I love what I do. I love interacting with the fans. I love getting to uh, to columnize, editorialize a little bit, and uh, um, you know it's it, it's a blast, and uh, and I hope people enjoy the work. Awesome. So what I'm hearing from you is that we caught the rare fish, is what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> sounds based on being you being the least active on the social media and and all that. It sounds like we caught the rarest fish in the pond. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps, yeah, perhaps. Well, um, you know, I. I pay attention to what goes on on Twitter because it's definitely part of my job and part of mm. the media world these days. So mm. I don't deny that. But in terms of me personally being being active on it, uh, monitoring things and being active on it are two very different things. And uh, and, you know, maybe, you know, maybe in a handful of years when uh, when I retire, I'll let loose on Twitter and, you know, <laughs> let it rip. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. So. Oh, thanks again. <laughs> hey, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Have a good it. night. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Good night. All right. No, that was awesome. That wasn't. Awesome. <laughs> oh, move it. There we go. Right, you don't want to stare at your face anymore? No, I don't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, that was what cool. a great, we great down to earth person. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, I, was really I always fun. had that sense from I'm like watching like all his videos and reading his columns and insider inbox, and I've actually gotten to answer a few of my questions on there. But it was awesome to speak to him in person. Yeah, for sure. All right, so basically for this week's preview, we're pretty much just going to answer all the same questions that we asked him, and and go from there. So <clears throat> going back to the top of the list, um, so let's go in a circle. What are the reasons you guys think we should want to make the playoffs over having a higher draft pick? Um, for me, aside from the stuff that that Mike said, um, in addition to that, my big thing is getting the um, getting the rookies some playoff experience, getting the young guys some playoff experience, getting Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Quay Walker get like get them some playoff experience. Kingsley and Bari. Devonta White, getting those guys some playoff experience to me is also a big part of why they should want to make the playoffs, regardless of the outcome of whatever game they end up playing in. So, Simon, give me your thoughts on that. I, I love that. Actually, I, I hadn't even considered that. That's a that's a good one. I <laughs> honestly just don't feel like beating a dead horse. I, I I've been clamoring since people have been talking about us getting a draft pick. I just. I would love to see this team go into the playoffs and have an opportunity to play for the Lombardi trophy, regardless of record, regardless of how they look, whatever the case is there, there are plenty of examples of teams that no one gave a shot to and to go win the Super Bowl. There there's plenty of opportunity for this team to win. And like he said, it all comes down to, Who's hot? If if the Packers get hot, roll off four straight, two at home, maybe they're feeling good. Maybe they go into San Francisco and surprise everyone. I mean, I'd be surprised, but hey, <laughs> I'm for it. Jake, what you know, it would it would be kind of a change of pace to be that underdog a little bit sure, too. Sure. For the last few years, they've been 
almost expected um, to win the NFC or at least play a massive part. So it'd be kind of cool to go into, or like even it would be so awesome to go into Minnesota in the playoffs hey, I, and beat the Vikings. That, I've been, hey, I, I've been I, I would absolutely all love that. year. And just so, as like a pure pure stand, uh, sorry, I'm rambling a little. No, bit. go ahead. Go ahead. Just from a pure fan standpoint, why would you not want to see that? Like, just I want to see this team rattle off four wins and go into the playoffs and beat somebody. That would be so exciting for me. Would it be fun to beat San Francisco ten to seven in San Francisco? Oh, one hundred percent. That would be amazing. <laughs> so, Billy has a perfect answer. He said, with the new receivers getting more comfortable with Aaron's expectations, getting a playoff run would be huge experience-wise yeah. for them. 100%. Which is, that's 100%. what I'm saying. 100%. All right, Jake, give me your thoughts. Um, well, first of all, my answer is kind of close to Mike's, but it's a single elimination tournament. Right? So you play 60 minutes better than the team that's supposed to beat you. You win, you move on. That's as simple as that, right? My next answer is, we're the Green Bay fucking Packers. We're the Green Bay Packers, dude. We play in title town, dude. We don't play for draft picks. We play for the Lombardi no. Trophy. Oh, by the way, Lombardi coached the Packers, if you weren't aware of that. We don't play to lose. We play to win. We have Aaron freaking Rodgers for $50 million a year. Uh, he is He's the highest paid player per you know season. So we're going to go for it. We're going to go for the win. We're going to go for the title, and that's what's going to happen. They're, they're going for it. They're not going to mail it in. All right, Brian, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I just pretty much what everyone else said like that. You're going to bring up these rookies. If people are talking, if we're going to enter a rebuild, do you want to enter a rebuild with the rookies thinking, okay, we're going to have a loser mentality around here? I don't. Even if I'm not saying we're going to do that, but why would you want yeah. a loser mentality? That's what teams like Great. the Bears and uh, have been through are, you know what the I mean? Lions for the last the Lions, exactly. Years. And look at the Lions are all pounding their chest that they might actually reach 500 this year. Like, that's how bad they have been. Because they, they've had a loser mentality for so long. So yep. that's a good answer as well. Um okay, so we kind of touched on this a little bit already, but um if the Packers make it, it sounds like we all want to beat the Vikings and or the 49ers. But is there anything else you guys want to add on that thought? No. I will I say this. I will say this. This is long, I'm just gonna make this real short. Yes, I would like to beat the 49ers. That would be amazing. So we can end all those jokes. But I so badly want to go into Minnesota and just clock them right upside the head. Something like what the Cowboys did to them. Just embarrass them on their field. Or the Eagles. Aaron Rodgers just gets to yell, I own you my whole life to them as well. <laughs> Think about that moment, dude. Oh, I would how defeated? How years. defeated would Vikings fans be? If oh, like, my God. They're, they're calling our season over. Somehow we sneak in the playoffs and then we end their season. Even oh. if we don't do anything else after that, like – they can't say anything. They can't do anything. I would be the most hated man on Twitter because there would be so many people I'd be going after. I would get blocked so many times that day. I don't care. So to to also answer this question, if, if the Packers go on a tear and win these next four games, I would feel okay going into the playoffs. Like I would feel, I would feel okay. Something's got to be going right if they're yeah, winning. Something's got to be going right. Like. Yeah, I would. I would feel kind of. I would feel pretty okay. This is uh, one thing I was thinking about this week, though. Yeah, we're getting ahead, but just like this has been the whole Packers season, right? Even the Rams. Now the Rams, they get them off ten days rest. We play on a Monday night. 
Miami plays tomorrow, so they're going to have two more days rest of us than us, and we have to travel. Like, it's just always, like, our backs against the wall. But if we can push through this and make the playoffs, I feel pretty – I feel like we could upset at least a team, and, I, God, I hope it's the Vikings. <laughs> I mean, I don't care about that, but I was going to say um, – Rodgers, you know, talked about how his thumb's feeling better and his ribs are feeling better. So we're really going to find some shit out on Monday night if his thumb is actually feeling better and he starts mm-hmm. slinging that thing on target to a Romeo Dubs who has some underrated speed. You heard Samara Tour has some underrated speed. We know that Watson has all the speed. So, I mean, if Rodgers is throwing on target and on time to those guys leaving the rest of the house, I don't know, man. I feel good going into Miami. I really do. I mean, I don't know. I'm getting too excited. I think we're going to run this table here, man. I really feel it. David said if we win four, yeah. David said if we win four and make it, he'd have to say anything is possible. And that's yeah. that's the that's the point. Anything is possible. You know, you can listen. <laughs> how many times do you hear that something is one in a million and it happens or it's or it's a miracle or whatever it be? And we're looking at right now, we're looking at an 11 out of 100 chance of the Packers making it into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. depending on what site you look at and stuff. But, I mean, if you look at the – like I've seen estimates of running the table, that the Packers' chances of making the playoffs jumps up to like between 45 and 55%. With Seattle's loss last night, I think it's like that's in the 70s 50. now. That's if, if we, we run out. the table? That's, that's if, if we, we run the out. table. Yeah. 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 If we, yeah, if we went out. So, you know, and then you're looking at a 50-50 shot. You're looking at a coin flip at that point. Like – you, you know, you're and looking at the games other teams have, I think it's higher than a coin flip. I think there's a, I, I would be really surprised if we didn't make it if we run the table. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, so this is something that I've been excited about and I've been hoping for, and I kind of figured it was going to end up being after the bye. I'm so excited to see Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs on the field together. I saw the statistic that they have spent less than 10% of offensive snaps on the field together, and I'm oh, ready shit. to see it be a hundred for the rest of the season. I, I through the roof is where I would say my excitement to see these two together is Simon. What are you thinking about Watson and Dobbs together? Yeah. I mean, it, this has kind of been the focus, like the whole season is the receiving core. And it, it's cool to see Dobbs have a couple good games. It sucks that he got hurt. And then Watson has been on a tear. And now we finally get to see both those rookies kind of come on the field and see what they can do together when they've had more of a time to develop. And I'm excited. Jake, what are you thinking? I'm going to, I'm going to play off Simon. I'm going to take it at this angle. When Watson was getting hurt, we saw dubs kind of be the more featured rookie where he, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
he got to be, you know, the, the mouth that was, you know, feeding us. And then when Dubs has been hurt, Watson went on a tear, right? So he's been the guy that's, you know, been getting all the love. So that both of them together, you got to think about this. You know, Lazard is kind of a middle, middle intermediate guy, right? So he can kind of take the middle. He can one-on-one. He gets those tough first downs, those third boards when running RPOs, right? Um, Dubs can do it all. We've thrown deep, we've thrown intermediate, we've thrown short. And Watson, we think of him as a speaker, right? But he also has really impressed everybody as, as a red zone threat. So you get all three guys on the field at the same time with that running back duo, healthy Aaron Rodgers. I think this offense is looking good. I think all my focus is on the defense now if we're going to run the table. That's fair. Bryant, what are you thinking about Watson and Dobbs? Yeah, you said we've only seen them on the field 10%, less than 10% of the snaps. We haven't seen them on the field yeah. together playing at the their top of their – are, you know, playing well – for zero snaps. Uh, yes. It's unfortunate that I already talking. Well, I want this obviously dubs is a long-term plan. And it already sounds like they're kind of tempering expectations saying that he might, uh, be you limited. know, be limited this limited. game yeah. week, but if he can get 20, 30 snaps, I'm really interested to see if they, what they start opening up for each other or even someone like Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb. Oh so, dude, picture Watson and Dobbs running deep crossing routes together. Oh yeah. So going to have to get my favorite gift ready for that. <laughs> I got Simon to laugh. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bernard asked, "What do you guys think about Rogers' hand signals?" I don't think Boy. about him. I think it's almost a non-story. What hand signals is he talking about? Oh, so there's a there was a piece written by the Athletic today where oh, Rogers, uh, you know, what I'm talking about now. No, but it still probably oh. sounds, it sounds stupid. <laughs> so basically, saying, I think Amari Rogers went on record saying it was difficult. Well, no, this is something else. Never mind. Anyways, it was a report that was saying that Rogers pretty much has all these hand signals that he uses, and he'll test the rookie or he'll test the wide receivers on Saturdays, but there's no actual way to learn his hand signals and sometimes he uses hand signals that he's used in prior years. So they don't teach them because they don't want the teams to catch the other teams to catch on. So EQ talked about it. Uh, Kylan Hill also talked about it. So um, they, they, they test them on Saturdays. Like he's a lot of practice and the coaches don't know about it. So that's what makes it crazy. I, I don't think much of this, to be honest. I, yeah, I, agree. I I can see how. So a bunch of unsuccessful kind of... players are complaining about it. Is what you're telling me? Uh-huh. Hey, and there was also a, a piece where Amari Rodgers said it was difficult to approach Aaron Rodgers. Maybe because, because Aaron Rodgers he... got sick of him fumbling all the time and costing them <laughs> games. Regardless, I, I don't think much of this. I think. I mean, I don't know. It's what do you really mean, Brian? Amari Rogers' success this past week proves that yeah. Aaron Rodgers needs to be. Oh yes. Oh, oh I forgot that super reputable. Um, <laughs> wrote that story. Did, did you did you see what happened after I challenged him? I was I like, so. hey, yeah, I, huh? <laughs> to a duel? No, I was just. I mean, I challenged his him to find an article saying he didn't like Amari Rogers because that was what he was saying. And I was like, I think give it's funny me. That people think that Rogers decides how much how much playing time guys get. I I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't this know. is a tough story. I'll have to I, read I about the hand signals, but I feel the, like I just feel it, like it's one of those stories that you're gets telling me people that, riled up about Aaron Rodgers again. You're you know, telling me that those, he just goes and starts doing hand signals that he doesn't even talk to the wide receivers about. No, that's it's that the they're way forgetting it's made him. out to be. That it's that they're forgetting him. That's the that's the clickbaity nature of a lot of sports media these days, which is sad. It it's hard. It's hard to be honest, because you don't know what the hell to believe or what to actually appropriately react to because things are so weird with the media. Yeah, and that's that's why, like, it's it's really important that you think critically and don't let other people influence your decisions so much. And, you know, obviously here we're, we're here giving opinions and, and perspectives, but we're trying to give four of them, but we're also trying to help you know, give the perspective from a, here's how things could go right. And, you know, also being realistic with it, you know, not just being like all of our guys are the best because they're our guys and everybody else's guys suck because they're their guys. So we want to try to be as balanced as humanly possible while also still seeing the, the best side of our team, because that's the side that we want to focus on. So with that said, Bryant, I think you asked that question in a good way of what does Watson have to do over the last four weeks of the season to become the rookie of the year? And, you know, I I think I agree with, with Mike on if he gets into that 12, 13 touchdown area. Um, I think Randy Moss had the rookie record at, what, like 17, something like that. I mean, if he goes insane and somehow manages to score eight more touchdowns over the next four weeks, and finishes with 17 touchdowns. I don't think how, I, oh, I be cannot wrap my head around how you don't give a guy with 17 <laughs> touchdowns the rookie of the year. Well, he's Honestly, six in the league right now with touchdowns for receptions. So, right. My opinion on what he has to do to win rookie of the year is if he has even just solid games over the next four weeks and the Packers make the playoffs and the Jets don't, and the Saints obviously aren't, and the Seahawks don't. The Texans obviously aren't, so Damian Pierce wouldn't get it at that point either. Like, if the Packers make the playoffs and those four teams don't, and Watson is part of that, that's what I think he needs to do over the last four weeks. Uh, Bryant, what do you think? Yeah, I think if he, I think Mike hit it on the head. If he finishes something like, even if he only has like 600 yards, I say only, that's still a lot because he's going to add to his, you know, 75 yards rushing. So, say 650 all purpose yards or whatever. But and he missing three games. Yeah, and he hits like 12 or 13 touchdowns. Uh, it would be hard to take it away rough. from him. And I mean total touchdowns. Now, if he hits 12 or 13 receiving, I don't think you can – I think it's a wrap, right? Because that would be 15 total touchdowns on the season. Yeah. Uh, but that's I'm going to be pulling for him because I think I think one a week is doable for him because I think he just is that explosive. Well, he can score from anywhere is the point we're pretty much yeah. making. And, and when we get that close – like we've seen those crossing routes he's scoring on, like he gets open like that in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, one false step by the cornerback and it's over. Exactly. All right, Jake, what do you think Watson has to do over the next four weeks? He just has to be Christian Watson, continue to score touchdowns, and it'll speak for itself. I'm with that. Simon, what do you think? I I don't think I have anything else to add, to be honest. Just if he has a few good games and he scores a couple more touchdowns, I think he's really he's in it. I think he's at least he's he already in it for sure. I mean, oh well, yeah, I just meant like guys. And Damian Pierce has slowed down a little bit. He's going to still finish over a thousand yards for sure. So, 
he, he's, he's definitely will be probably big next week. I think I saw too with Damian Pierce. Yeah, he's he's close. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I really liked the answer that Mike gave too when we talked about Jordan Love was that you know I don't think there's any truth to the trade rumors. Um. Like he's he's learning from Aaron Rodgers. Um. And to me, Gutekunst saying uh, I'm gonna say, I'll save that for the next part. But strictly on the trade rumors on that alone. Why would the Packers trade him? Even if that was true, which I don't think it is true, because I think they're going to be telling him, like, hey, as soon as Rodgers is done, like, you're the guy. Like, all you have to do is sit here and learn from the greatest quarterback to play the game of football. At least at least as far as playing the game of football. I say this all the time, that Brady's the most accomplished, but Rodgers is the best football player. I truly believe that. So, I mean, you tell Jordan Love, like, hey, one more year. And then it's your show. Um, I don't think there's any truth to the trade rumors. I don't know if any of you guys think that there is. I don't think so. I think it's this is people building are adding to it. You know what I mean? Taking his words and twisting it. What's he supposed to say? No, I want to sit on the bench. No, you know, I I don't want to start. No, it's not hard for me watching everyone I was drafted with actually getting time playing or uh, that Mr. Irrelevant starting for, um, you know, a team this year. But the thing is, we're drafted ahead of him that are already out of the league. Yeah, exactly. So, but the fact that, like, yeah, it's 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 probably hard for him. The only way I think there will be possible trade rumors is if, say, we get eliminated from the playoffs. He comes in, and he lights it up the last two games, and then people are like, okay, we want to, we might want to try to pry him, and then they can start offering over more. But then that 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 makes it even harder for Green Bay to be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not trading him. We'll pick up even like I said to Mike. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a little bit hard for Jordan Love, but if the Packers are like. We're giving you twenty million guaranteed next year. I think he'd be like, "Oh, I feel a little bit better now." Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially if you know that, like, you're you're one year away from, like, you being the driver the of the car as well. Yeah. Okay. So now I ask the question. I've been on the both train. Um, I'm pretty sure Jake's been on the both train as well. But yes. who, if you had to pick, if both are back? Rodgers is back and Love isn't, or Love is back and Rodgers isn't, or neither are back. Um, Simon, which which of those boxes would you put your name in? Yeah, I, I was going to kind of make the same point that Bryant just made. If if Because uh, Gudekins already said they've seen enough of Love. I think they've already made their decision on keeping him. Now, yep, Love, like Mike said, Love's going to go talk to his representative and see what the best move is for him. Yep. But... I still think yeah, no team, no, yeah, no team is going to offer enough that Green Bay is going to be like, yes, like we're not going right. to get like Unless Russell the, Wilson. It would have to be like two first round picks, anything At less. Than I think you say no, but I don't think any team would offer that. Exactly, no. I could so see I a just, team maybe going as far as offering a first round pick, but at that point, you already paid a first round pick for yeah. him, so you might as well keep and take take the four years you've invested in him and keep that instead of the unknown potential of a new first round pick. So I feel like the Packers feel really good about him and they're, they're wanting to move in that direction. Yeah. And I mean, this is just me in my opinion. So obviously I probably know just as much as everyone else here or some of you guys listening, but I I, I feel like it's just going to be, it's going to be both. They're both going to stick around next year and then they're going to offer love a fifth year option and he's going to take it. And then they'll, Give them the reins probably the year after when they have an out on Rogers' contract. Yep. 
I agree. Yeah. So um, um, Bill said, Bill said until Jordan Love actually verifies any of this, I think it's the media trying to generate a story. That's exactly yeah, what that's it is. true. Try to drum up a little controversy. That's again, that's part of that clickbaity nature of a lot of sports media is, hey, they can, you know, if they take Jordan Love's words out of context and make it seem like he's trying to request a trade. Oh, man, people are going to want to read that. Yeah, it's just some Skip Bayless fucking wannabe trying to create quarterback controversy in Green Bay, just like when we drafted him. That's all it is. That's all it is. That that comment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, we we all know who who we're talking about. That dude's a clown. Garbage dumpster dude. <laughs> what am I missing right now? I'll, I'll put his yeah, name in the He has, a, he has the same first name as Love. Um so for me, uh, right now, yeah, if you made me see. choose, I would obviously I would go with both as well. But I'll talk just for the sake of oh. difference. <laughs> if if you had to make me choose one of the two, I think there's a better chance that Rodgers would be out next year than Love is. I would agree with that. I think so. But if you had to put your name in a box for what you think 2023 is, because that's what I'm asking, because I'm posting this when yes. we're done. So what do you think next year? Give a definitive answer, right? <laughs> I quit beating around the bush. Exactly, Simon. What's in the box? Like you're scared to eat. I'm just kidding. Um but I was going to finish that Eminem line. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. We're so getting canceled. Oh, fuck. I didn't say anything. He's still watching us, too. So hey, he's probably like, like, oh, my God. People... I feel like Is he still watching? Now. Oh, no. Poor guy. I don't know. Anyways. She's like, what Anyways, um, I would say Answer both. the question. I would say both. How are you married? I don't understand what's happening. His wife makes all the decisions. <laughs> Clearly. I make the money. She makes the decisions. <laughs> oh, my God. He said, how are you married? Oh, my God. Bro, my girlfriend would be like, just never mind. I'll do it myself. <laughs> if I was answering a question, like, she'd be like, I'll do it myself. <laughs> David like Oh, my God. Going I didn't know. Movie. I didn't know that you would all get the Yo, eight mile reference. This, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, we're, we were all alive when the movie came out. This, uh, <laughs> this has gone downhill since Mike left. <laughs> <laughs> we should just wrap it up and replay yeah, the mic. Jake, answer the question. Well, obviously, you know which one I. I'm picking yeah. both. I want both here. Um, I've been on the train that Rogers last season will be next year, and after that, it'll be the Jordan Love show, and we will have Watson and Dubs primed and. Ready for him to take over. And the offensive line will still be intact. So I'm ready for that. And we got a lot of young talent on that offensive line too. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Okay. (laughs) So give me your guys' thoughts on the Rams with Baker Mayfield. To me, I mean, he's another one of those plug-and-play guys in my opinion. He doesn't bring anything to the table on his own. That makes me now afraid of the Rams that I wouldn't have been whoever else was starting. Um, He carries with him a number one draft pick and a name that people recognize, and that's about it. So what are your guys' thoughts on the Rams with Baker Mayfield? Um, Bryant, go ahead. I definitely think he brings more – he's he's more dangerous than um, Walford and Perkins, I believe his name, Bryce Perkins Perkins. is. Um, But he will throw us the ball. Like, he's going to give us an opportunity – 
to get the ball and spoil. <clears throat> like, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but um, yeah, our run defense has been bad, but their run offense has literally just been just as well. We're both, ranked, we're both ranked 30th in the league. So if we can make him throw us the ball he, or throw the ball, kind of like we said about Justin Fields, he's going to throw us the ball. There's going to have the opportunities to pick him off. So um, right. he definitely adds – he's more veteran presence and stuff like that. But even with him added, look at the other injuries they have. No Allen Robinson, no Cooper Cup. Uh, their offensive line, they've given up 46 most sacks in the NFL. Or 46 sacks, which is tied for the most in the NFL. Yeah. So, Not the yeah, 46 most. There's 45 teams in the NFL yeah. now, so that's yeah. cool. <laughs> 46. They've given up 46 sacks, which is tied for the first in the league. So if, if we can pressure him – He's going to throw us the ball. Yeah. All right. Um, Jake, what do you think on the Rams with Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield is what I think of when I think of Matthew Stafford without Cooper Cup. So, average. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Simon, thoughts? I think you're being generous. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's average. He, he has a strong arm. And yeah. he yaps a lot. He's kind of like a chihuahua, in my opinion. Oh, where, like, he's yeah. not scared like of side. any dog, I, but he... <laughs> but you know he's what the crazy part is? People seriously argued with me that at the beginning of the year that Baker Mayfield was better than Herbert. And let's be real. Herbert... Oh, my uh, Mayfield got kicked out of Carolina where Darnold is starting. So, Oh, yeah. man. I will I say that Carolina is a horrible situation to be in this year. Yeah, It's that, that place is uh, they just won a couple games in a row with Sam Darnold, so that should tell you what what's going on with Baker Mayfield. So, um, I said actually last year in 2021 that if we were going to trade Aaron Rodgers, that Justin Herbert would be the only quarterback. Obviously, like Mahomes Straight and Josh up. Allen yeah. weren't yeah. even remotely possible, but Justin Herbert would be the only quarterback that I would trade him for. Um, Bill said he's played in cold weather, so that could work in his favor, but I think he'll have troubles with his receivers catching the ball. I mean, his best wide receiver available is going to be Van Jefferson. Like he's. He's not a bad wide receiver, but he's not a number one wide receiver. And you're right. And he's played in cold weather. What did he do at Christmas last year in the Green Bay? Exactly. Um, actually, the, the Packers won the game uh, because of the refs. And, and spoiler alert, spoiler alert, the Rams don't have Nick Chubb and Cream uh, Hunt on their team. So No, they have True. Cam Akers. Cam Akers. And the ghost of Daryl Henderson. <laughs> yeah, who got, like, released cut. this last He got week, cut, didn't he? yeah. yeah he's, still their sec- he's still their second leading rusher on their team. Yikes. Well, Cooper right. Cup is still their leading receiver by like 300-some yards, dude. Yeah. That's – Yikes. Yeah. <clears throat> um. All right, Bryant, you have a Packers and Rams injury report? Yeah, Packers are looking pretty good other than David Bakhtiari, the injury-prone, you know, he, he pulled his appendix, yeah. I guess. And so alcohol, probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a clear <laughs> response to, to beer drinking is that you rupture yeah. your appendix. Yeah. So – also on top of that, I'm sick. I'm sick and tired of people saying he's milking it, too. I saw a few people. Say, I've seen no, no. I've seen people say Next he's milking his injury. That, just whip out a butterfly blade and just slice their stomach open. Someone's and just, someone, like, "Hey, how you doing? You want to go play a football game this weekend?" Some guy's like, "I had well, give me twenty three million dollars. Then could you do it?" Yeah. Some guy was like, "I had a pen, uh, appendectomy, and I was at work the next week." I was like, "Bro, you probably yeah, fucking work at McDonald's or some shit." Yeah. Also, I'm pretty. There, I think you have to cut through core muscle to get to the appendix to remove it. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not a doctor, but even like Mike said, during, that was great insight. Like I didn't know yeah. that. He, obviously, we had no idea that Spofford had his appendix removed. But the fact that he couldn't lift lift 20 pounds for a month 
I get it that Bakhtiari and football players are a different creature, but yeah. this is like not even two weeks removed from surgery. He's not like, so he's not going to play and I'm fine with so, that. Like let him heal please. Right. And right. then, um, so Ty, uh, oh, he's the only did not practice we have for us. So everyone else, yeah, Elton, Jenkins gonna play. Yeah, Elton Jenkins is limited. Aaron Jones is limited. They'll play. Uh, That's one of the things that I've seen too. People saying that, Oh, Bakhtiari is not healthy because he's been on the injury report all season. So has Elton Jenkins, yeah. but he's played every game since he's been back. Like, that's, that's he's also he missed one. Like, move he, he missed ball. one because yeah. Tom played for him. Yep. Well, yeah, so. but I mean, you know, people just have no consistency. Being listed apparently makes them injury prone and not fully healthy, even though they're actually playing games. Oh, it's yeah. now three years too. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I saw that on Twitter. That. I saw that on Twitter, and then the next guy like bumped his comment and was talking about it's because he's busy drinking beer at Bucks games. I'm like, that's <laughs> it. I'm just blocking this guy, and I've never talked to him in my life because I don't need any of that. Well, uh, Rogers, we we know what the injury was, and it didn't happen three years ago. Even though we are still 15 days away from it even being two years yeah. since it happened. But he's missed three seasons, guys. <laughs> three seasons, yeah. Because he missed get, one playoff game. Yeah. And so a season and three games. I guess, I guess you know what I really I guess think it is about the beer drinking. It's the football you know, seasons run like the Bachelor series. You know, there's 15 seasons a year. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> you watch a lot of The Bachelor, Brian? No. He probably does. Uh, Wisconsinites are, like, really big on drinking. And, like, David Bakhtiari is amazing at chugging a beer. So I think all those people are just jealous of him. Yeah. That's what I think. It's just Anyways, sick. back to the injury report. Um, so for the for the Rams, they have um, did not practice again as Marquise Copeland, another defensive tackle. There's obviously Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not tackling a linebacker, Travin Howard, uh, def- defensive back David Long, and then uh, Wolford. We knew he's going to miss it. They have a few people limited, but um, it's early yet, so they'll probably end up playing. But that interior uh, defensive lineman, defensive line, even though they continue to play good with their other players, is a little beat up. So. And not having to, I don't care what anyone, you know, what the other players are doing, not having to face Aaron Donald is a plus. All right. So, on that note, is there anything you guys want to say about the Packers offense versus the Rams defense? Is there anything else you guys want to throw out there? I, uh, yeah, Jake, you want to go? I think you were alluding to it earlier and I don't want to take it. Uh, do you want me, to, do you want me to get into my matchup right now? I don't know. Is that the direction I want to go? Yeah, sure. Okay, that's that's, that's, your matchup. that's what I'm ready for. Um, so my matchup, it does involve Christian Watson, but it involves a Rams safety, not Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Rams safety Nick Scott, uh, number 33. He's given up 34 of 42 attempts his way. That is 81. percent He has nine missed tackles and he's given up three touchdowns. So when I talk about beating this Rams team with our offense. One thing that I want to talk about is the the Packers are one in seven in games. They don't run for 175 rush yards. That's a lot. The Ram they're one in seven in those games. So just hold on a second. The the Rams, the Rams have not (laughs) given up 175 rush yards in a game. So we have to we have to throw the ball deep. That's the only way to beat beat the Rams. And the guy that they need to target is number 33. And Christian Watson needs to be you know, over on that side of the field. So mm. Christian Watson versus Nick Scott, I think deep is going to be key to this game. Wait, no, I got a, I got a, a weird better stat. one. No, That's I got a better a weird one. Stat. Ramsey. You're welcome for that. No, I, I got a good one too. Jalen Ramsey, 46 of 67 for 579 yards and seven touchdowns. 
Yeah, I saw that too. He's been not that great in coverage this year. He gets beat yeah. deep, deep a lot too. Yeah. So, so you, for the, you say Christian yeah. Watson versus safety. I'm fine with Christian Watson versus Jalen Ramsey. But yeah. at the line, I think that Ramsey might be able to to take him off his timing. Yeah. That's the only reason I, I didn't pick Ramsey. And he gets super physical, and that's why a guy like DK can own him because DK is strong enough to get off I that just, stuff. I mean, Watson's a big boy too. He is, but he's a, he's a skinny. He's a skinny big boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that he's that skinny, to be honest. He's pretty skinny. He's only 207 pounds. <laughs> like, he's not like he's not like, not like he's super lean, but he's like yeah. he's not that built either. I mean, put him next to DK Metcalf, okay? Yeah, that's okay. all I'm saying. Put him next <laughs> put to anybody NBA. next to DK Metcalf. I mean, that's fair. But... I just I just want to see Jalen Ramsey get burned again. Oh, I, I'm here for it too. Yeah. <clears throat> so, David uh, wants to see Watson on Ramsey too. Jake, I, I want to uh, give you credit for this because I think you brought up a really interesting point on having Watson taking that top off the defense and then using Aaron Jones on the underneath stuff. Um, I, For me, as we're talking about matchups, is I want to see how the Packers work in the running backs knowing that the Rams have a stout front seven. So we've actually seen quite a bit of A.J. Dillon catching the ball the last couple weeks. And every time we say cold weather game, everybody's thinking, oh, A.J. Dillon game. Because this is this is why the Packers kept him and drafted him and let Jamal Williams go is to use him in these games where you can punish defenses by just having this giant mammoth dude just pounding at your defense for 60 minutes. So this is, for me, I'm watching the running backs to see how they're incorporated not only in the running game, but also in the short passing game, getting them out in some space. Um, Bryant, what is your matchup? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I just seen Simon's comment. Um, so my matchup is <laughs> AJ <laughs> AJ Dillon wow. um, and Aaron Jones versus Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones. Um, mm. If the Pack Packers can establish a running game against this um, defense and get the play action stuff working, we're going to be in good shape. Um, so one of the things I wanted to say about their defense is, yeah, they've been decent uh, earlier in the year, but in, in four of the last five games, they've given up 26 plus points. Um, they're not great in the pass game, but they are. So where they're, they're bottom, like bottom half of the league in pass yards allowed per game, top five and run, you know, rush yards per game. It was really weird. They're actually very similar to Green Bay's defense. We both give up 7.3 yards average. We both allowed 18 touchdowns in the air. Um, they've had nine interceptions. We have 10 interceptions. They have 26 sacks. We have 24 sacks. So uh, pretty balanced. Huh. Um, but I think if we can if we can establish a run game uh, and get that play action working, you might see that big Watson touchdown or Dobbs. You know, if, if Watson is taking the top off, Dobbs or Lazard might work the middle of the field a lot more and open up a lot. Maybe of even Bobby Tunyon in there. Yeah. Uh, Simon, what's your matchup? Uh, yeah, I had Ramsey and okay. any receiver. All right. Is there anything you guys want to throw out there about the Packers' defense against the Rams' offense? Or do we want to go right into matchups on that as well? Uh, I think I had something. Give me a second. I kind of have something. Okay. I will right. say, I, I feel like since Gary's been out, he, it's been it's been tough sledding for the pass rush a little bit. Gary still leads, leads the team in pressures. And he's been out the last four or five weeks, well, four and a half, really. And yeah. so 
were 26th in sacks per game. Uh, so I think the defense has to find a way to get home against a, a kind of shuffled O-line. I was looking at the Rams roster, and they've had so many people play on the offensive line. It's been a revolving door of guys in and out of Didn't the line. Didn't they have a different starting offensive line for like the first 11 weeks of the season? It was something like that. I think it was that. Yeah, that sounds right. Something like that. It, it was a disgusting thing. They've been plagued with injuries up front. Yeah. So I, I would love to see someone other than Preston Smith because he's been pretty steady going this mm-hmm. year. Um, I would I love Barry's to see getting some, there, but yeah, I agree. And I would love to see him get a little more consistently. Sure. get pressures in he's been good if, for a guy th- uh, that come in on the fifth round and kind of no one really had expectations for him before the season right. um it, i think he's played pretty tremendous for his draft draft value i um, agree I, I did read something in the offseason that he led the sec in like pass rush win rate yep I, oh. I, so i mean it's it's coming along and I think with a little more um, development, he could he could make a strong statement to play f- uh, a lot more snaps next year. Yeah. So um, that was the point I, I kind of said earlier was yeah we only have the twenty four sacks on the season, but like I said, they're in tier, uh, they've given up forty six sacks on the year, and their interior of their line has been not good. So I'm ready for for some December. Kenny Clark to hop in. I'm really hoping mm. we see some. I really, really hope we see some more Devonte Wyatt because this dude not getting yeah. even ten snaps a game ever. But then every time he's on the field, we see him making a great hustle play or something. I'm just hoping mm. we finally put him on the field a little more. We so talked about back- that a bit last week, actually. Yeah. So that's good to bring that yeah. up again. Jake, is there so, anything you want to say before we do? <clears throat> yeah. So I always read the the ESPN little articles that they put together for all the matchups, and then they predict the score and stuff. And I don't look at the score because I'm like. I don't want to see what you guys think because I want to make my own opinion on stuff that I do my research on. So the one thing that they wrote in here to what to watch for is the Packers defense has allowed four straight opponents to top 400 yards in a game four straight times, right? So they're in danger to allowing that to happen for the fifth fifth straight game for the first time since 1983. Which so, Mike just said that the Vikings defense has done it for yeah. five games in a row. Yeah, so never, we're in danger of doing happened. that for five straight games. Yeah. Um, and in the same stretch, the Rams offense is ranked 30th in the in yards per game as well. So uh, what's going to win out, bad offense or bad defense? I think it, that's going to be a very even offense. I think this game's going to come down to Aaron Rodgers is going to dictate the pace of this game, and that makes me feel very good. And that last thing is Rams offense have lost seven fumbles. I feel like I, we have lost eight, so we've lost our share too. But I, I just think this weather is going to be a serious issue for them. So if we can get some hits on May, Baker Mayfield, there's a chance we can. I know he hasn't hasn't been part of that, you know, those fumbles lost or whatever because he hasn't been there. But if we can hit right. him, mm-hmm. get some hits on these players, there might be a chance for a ball to hit the ground. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian, give me your matchup. You're watching. Uh, so I put Ken our 30th ranked rushing defense, stop the 30th ranked rushing offense. And I, like I said, I'll be watching December Kenny Clark and hopefully more Devonte Wyatt and versus the below average interior Rams offensive line. If we can slow down that run game, it's going to be a long game for them. I think. Sure. Jake, what's your matchup? I have Sean McVay versus Joe Barry. That's, mm. that's what's going to dictate the ball. Uh, that side of the ball is, uh, is Joe Barry going to play soft and let Baker Mayfield get easy completions. Um, is he going to come at him and speed him up? 
Uh, remains to be seen. But if it was me with those wide receivers, you got a it's a cold night at Lambeau. I'm going to get Baker. I know your answer to your question, Jake, because we've seen him do it with Ryan Tannehill and Justin Fields already, unfortunately. So I think that that's one of the problems that we're going to be pounding our fists on the table because they're going to be playing soft and letting him in make easy completions. So I really hope they don't do that, but we'll I, just, I hope you're right. I hope it finally changes. We'll see. We'll Justin see. Fields is a little bit different because of his He's play fast. style, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Simon, what's your matchup? Yeah, I just had any other pass rusher versus uh, the Rams O-line. I think there's great opportunity for someone else to make a play other than Preston Smith. So the – was it Justin Hollins and Enik Barre and guys like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, revenge game. I'm for it. Uh, so guys like that, maybe Jonathan Garvin gets a few plays, uh, whatever. I know. would. I want to throw a dark horse in here on the pass rush. With Baker not being a super mobile quarterback, maybe we get a Quay Walker sack in this game. They they That's send them on about two or three blitzes a game, yeah. not a lot. I, th- I like that too. He only needs to win one to get one. And yeah, just I think, like just think their their interior of their offense line is a weak point. If you have Devontae Wyatt or Jaron Reed and Kenny Clark pushing up the middle, and then you have Quay Walker flying in, and who would it be? Like Cam Akers, who's a he's a smaller running back, right? Trying to block him before getting to Baker. I, I agree with Jake there. Um, absolutely. I mean, Tyler, absolutely a chance for a sack there. I would so love to see my it. matchup, I'm actually watching Rudy Ford against Baker Mayfield. Um, we've seen Rudy Ford. We actually saw Keyshawn Nixon make an interception last week. But um, I'm going to see if Rudy Ford can get back into the interception game. Um, <clears throat> if you're looking at maybe a Van Jefferson or even like a 2-2 Atwell who's going to try to get behind the Packers defense, if Rudy Ford can bait Baker into making one of those deep throws and go steal it. How much playing time do you think we see from Savage now that he's looking to return? That'll be interesting. I don't know, but on your note of safeties, I feel like we all need an Adrian Amos interception, man. I feel like we need that in our lives. I would honestly, listen, like I would love an Adrian Amos interception. I'd rather see Adrian Amos get a sack. He's had one this year, right? I think he had one. It's probably one running him out of bounds, though, or something like that. I don't think, yeah. I don't remember Adrian Yeah, yeah, yeah he has one sack on the year. He probably oh, ran like just jo- Josh well, Allen me, out of bounds with like a the, yard loss or something. Let me look up the game. The game log. All right, you do that, that while Jake is, gives us the weather report. It was versus Dallas. Oh, so the weather report that I look at is on weather.com, and weather.com tells me it's going to be seven degrees on Sunday night. Monday night? Good thing this oh, is Monday, Monday night, game. Monday night. That's oh, okay. right. Sorry. I keep messing that up this week, man. Every time I have a conversation about like Sunday night, Sunday night, I've never been to a Monday night game. So this will be my either. first one. Neither. Um, that's wait. I think I've been to one. You've been to one. I've never been to a Monday night game. So this will be, this will throw For my some reason. I thought it was a Sunday night game, but I think it was a Monday night. Yeah. It was Monday no, night. I've been, to, I've been to one Monday night game. I've been to a couple Sunday night games, but uh, anyways, Monday night says it's going to be seven degrees. Um, there is a, a little chance of snow, but I don't think it's going to really affect anything i mean if it snowed during the game at lambo tyler have you ever been to a game where it snowed it was snowing the game we were at this year dillhole was it really <laughs> really like no, it was not yes it, it was. was it was light but it was snowing during the tennessee game ah uh, that doesn't count that's <laughs> some bullshit i don't think it's really gonna i don't think the snow is really gonna matter but it looks yes, beautiful yes, coming the down. night game that i was at it was packers falcons and oh yes, Bill, your wife and sons shit. are going that's sick Trying to think nice. of the games I've been to. I don't think I've been to a Monday night game. 
Oh, Justin See, was there too. Justin oh. said it was snowing. I don't remember. I went to a Monday night game in Chicago. Simon. You're fired. Game. Was it a Monday night game? This is going to be Tyler's weather report from now on. Hold on, because that was last year, right? <laughs> yeah. Before we met in um, yeah. for the Washington game. Okay, everybody just gang up on me because I don't remember the day. No, it was, that was definitely <laughs> was not because it was the middle of the day. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how I feel. People. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's the right. worst weather man ever. You guys have keys to victory that you would like to throw out. Oh, no. I kind of already that's said that's okay. I, was just uh, I think oh, a lot of our matchups. Actually, never mind. It's different. Yeah, Mine's I, the yeah. win. Mine was win the turnover battle. Um, both these teams have had negative turnover ratios. Like I said last year, Baker played in the Coley through four interceptions. So I think if we can win the turnover ratio, our battle, or even tie it, this type of game is where if we tie it, we win. I think. So. I, I kind of got right, one. Now that I'm just thinking about it. Oh, I got I got one. I I would All love right, to see this team not come out slow after a bye. The last few years have been kind of sluggish coming out of a bye. Yeah. And it's kind of not looked good. So I'd love for the team to just come out, take the ball and score or get a turnover on defense or something. Start out fast. Be nice. So uh, to stay on brand with the show, um, I will say our record doesn't allow us to have a mindset to come out slow. We, we got to have the mindset that yeah. we have to win and we yeah. have to play full 60 minutes. So yeah. I Roughly. guess that – not trying to say your idea was bad or anything, but I'm just saying, you know, in terms of, you know, wanting to make the playoffs, they have to come out and yeah, throw points. That's fair. Well, like when David Play. asked us last week what we think our record prediction for the rest of the season is going to be, like I said, four and all because we can't settle for anything less. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of hope the players reward Matt because um, he did like, – a lot of times, like Aaron mentioned, he's like, we had full week. Like, we didn't have to do, like, little practices or anything during the bye week. Like, Matt gave them and all the way through Monday, and they didn't report till Tuesday – like Monday was considered a travel day or whatever. Like they had a lot of extra time on this bye week. It sounds like so. I'm hoping they, you know, um, they come out ready. And they, I believe they will. They know because they can't. Right, their backs are against the wall. So. Exactly. All right, Brian. How many assignments does you have this week? Only four. <laughs> One of them's a little more unreal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm telling him the rules since he's back there. Leave him back there real quick. Si- Brian, you get two. You get one on offense and one on defense. <laughs> that is the new rule that me and Tyler. When, so why don't you tell me the rule instead of just we like just made it up? Like wow, last week. I feel like this is the hand okay. signal all over again. Yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot. I'm just well uh, Mario Rogers outcast. Well played. When we first <laughs> came up one. with this segment, it was going to be one each, and Brian's nope, I just have, like, I have two on each. Like, I missed rules. last week, so I have two offense, two. Oh, defense. there we go. All right, that's fair. Make it up for lost time. Okay, just, just rattle them all off. Just rattle them all yeah. off. Okay, Watson beats Ramsey for a 40-plus yard touchdown. Yes. Okay. Thumbs up. Yeah, that's one. Romeo Dubs has 50 yards and scores a touchdown his return to the lineup. Ah, you're I'll a take, dick. Yeah, I'll take that one, yes. No? You don't think so? I think he'll get a touchdown. I don't think he's going to Oh, oh yeah. Uh, limited yeah. snaps might be a little tough. Okay. I'll Can still take score? it. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm for it. <laughs> Kenny Clark has <laughs> Kenny Clark has one and a half sacks. Ooh, no. Okay. And then this is the one, one that like this is this is a really bold one, but Jair has two interceptions. No. Okay. Actually, I don't know. I'm gonna think about that one. I'm not answering that <laughs> one yet. Mine, mine was gonna be that Watson and Dobbs both have touchdowns. That's a good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like it. 
So my one I have is over under three Baker turnovers. Could be fumbles or interceptions. Over or under. What about uh, three on the bottom? That's why I put it. That's why you put it. That's why I put it at three. Exactly. He wanted to see the smoke come out of my fucking ears. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where's David? <laughs> no, I I can't go four. That's that's a you lot. You did it last man. year. That's why I, put I know. It I know. I know. That's <laughs> why you put it three, you dick. Yeah. All right, Phil. Over? I, I mean, four, baby. if it happens, yeah, I'm 100 for it. I uh, just I can't see it. Hey, if he hits that over, Jair's getting his two interceptions. That's why I was okay. like, I gotta think about this when you said that. I gotta think about this, man. Bill said he wanted to go, but he had back surgery, no stairs. Well, Bill, I hope you take care and recover well. Yeah, take care and do nothing but watch our show in the meantime. You should be able to come back next week, though. Per yeah, Green Bay per, Packers uh, Packer fans. fans. Yep. Expect yeah, you back and, next week and be ready to handle yep. Aaron Donald. Yeah, two hundred eighty-five pound pass rusher like Swafford. Yeah. Two if not your two fumbles. Bill's I'm a savage. It. Bring bro. it on. Bring Bill's it on. A savage. I'd say two interceptions and a fumble is what I was thinking. Okay. All right. Simon, give me your score prediction from the head. I got man. I think coming out of a bye, I think this team is has struggled to win games. I think it's gonna be a closer than a lot of people expect I'm going 24, 20 Packers. All right, Brian, give me yours. My score from if the you head, say 24, 20, I'm going to punch it you. It wasn't 24, okay. 17, 24, uh, okay. 17. Both. All right. Jake, give me your score prediction from the head. Yeah. What do ESPN say? Nope. This, <laughs> we have a healthy Aaron Rodgers. We have dubs. We have Watson. We still have the pony package. They have a shitty offensive line. We're going to force some turnovers on Baker. This is all coming from my head. 30-21 Green Bay. All right. I have 23-17. I, I think the weather might end up being a bigger factor than people are, are mentioning, despite how much you know the Packers have talked about. We love cold weather games. That plays in our favor. Um, Justin said 20-17. Bill said 28-17. Uh, Simon, give me your score prediction from the heart. All right. I do think we have the much better team. Rams are dealing with too many injuries. I got us 30-17. 30-17. I like that one. Bryant, what's your score picture from the heart? Uh, 28-13. I, I can see the path to that, honestly. Jake, what's your score picture from the heart? Uh, 35-20. Ooh, that's close. I have 33-21. to 21. 33. I can see that being a situation where the Packers are winning 33-14. to 14. And the Rams score a late touchdown to make it look closer than it actually is. Um, Bill is close to me as well. He said 31-14 on his prediction from the heart. Yeah, so. he had the Packers kicking a bunch of field goals, huh? <clears throat> All right, Justin, give me your pick from the heart, man, so I can write it down. I'm writing everybody else's down. No, Bill's Bill's prediction from the heart was 31-14. That's four touchdowns and a field goal. What are you talking That's, about me? Yours, talking 33. About I was trying to yours. figure out how to get to 33. Like five and four field goals. Five field goals. What the hell would that be? Mm. I don't even know how you get there. There'll be four field goals and three touchdowns. Yeah. Math. I'm not trying to math. <laughs> I still got math. Tab too, so waiver. I'm not I like it. I hate math. <laughs> like literally uh, in school, I used to, to count by sevens. I used to be like, how many touchdowns is that? 
<laughs> like literally, that's how you easy scoring. You just watch college football game now. You know how to count by sevens. You just gotta do the finger exactly. trick. Wait, that's that's nine. Never mind. That's nine. <laughs> math. See, you got him. You got him. That's math. Rough this week. <laughs> way too late to be doing math. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you guys want to throw out there? Oh god, good to be back. Go Paco. Um. It sucks that White isn't cleared for the Jets because we were cheering for the Jets against the Lions, and now Zach Wilson's fighting for his career against the. Hey, he's fight. got some forty-year-old women to impress. So, put him is up. that game in New York though? Yeah, I believe it did is. Did you see that? Did you see that stat about someone shared about um, golf this this week? He, he only has two touchdowns on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's sick. <laughs> So uh, someone uh, in the fan- in one of my fantasy playoffs is starting golf, and I was like, Ooh. "Yes, <laughs> I uh, I wish you guys lived closer because then all Wisco fanatics could go to the the Lions Packers game because I got four tickets offered to me today." Oh, oh. when is that? January eighth. Oh wait, no, it's January. Yeah. Damn. That's all right, so we're we going with Jake. Well, I told my stepson I'd bring him. So and then. That's fair. And then I, t- I texted uh, one of my Tyler's uh, mutual buddies, Alex. Alex said, yeah, so I have one ticket left. So, Tyler, if you want it, it's yours, buddy. You know that. I guess you're coming with, but you have to be nice to my stepson. It's his first game at Lambeau. So. I was nice to him when we went to the practice together. I know. I'm trying to convert him to be a Packers mean fan. I know, right? No, 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 no. It's because of this. It's because of this. Um, when like I play dick. Xbox, my stepson is like, like a little needy. I shouldn't pick on him too much. He's very sick today and I feel bad for him, but he could be a little needy. He's nine years old. Like, Hey, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? And like, I'm just like, dude, I finally sat down after being like running around for 15 hours. Like, can you just, that sounds like my job. Can you just like, let me like vent a little bit, like chill. And all my friends are like, Oh my God, Jake, your steps on. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. He's nine years old. You fucking bastard. Leave him alone. As a kid. Still alive. Still alive. Jake. He is 10 now. Brittany is right. He just turned 10 on November 25th. But oh, yeah, man. it's going to be his first game. I can't he imagine. says he's a Patriots fan. But like every time I like, because yeah. I, when I was 10, I knew all the Packers roster, right? Because I was like, oh, this is yeah. the running back room. This is the wide receiver room. Like I would literally like skip playing outside to like sit and watch the game with my dad because I wanted to learn football. Like that's like a real story. So my stepson, when I first met him, was like, I hate the Packers. And now he just told me last week, my second favorite team is the Packers. I was like, it's already started. Progress. I'm already converting them. This is great. Progress. This is, great. This can't is imagine, brainwashing. I can't imagine you bully your stepson whose age you don't even know. That's surprising mm-hmm. to me. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> First of all. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Settle down. Settle down. I was oh at his birthday. God. I bully mine too. Don't worry. Okay. They need it. Tough love. You, you have to a little bit, nice. right? You have to a little bit. So they know who's dominant. <laughs> like, he always you're talks right. shit to because, me about beating me in Madden. Because your 55-pound stepson versus your 275 <laughs> pounds wouldn't okay, know Okay, first of all, college. first of all, this is a real story. He just had a doctor appointment. He has four foot six and 69 pounds. I'm not shitting you. Nice. Let's go. Let's go. Dude, he came home. And this is bad. I'm, we're getting canceled for this. But he always makes 69 jokes now, which he shouldn't because he's 10. Oh, God. But because he, he watches our show. I can't help it. So then he comes home from his doctor appointment. I get home from work. He's like, Jake, guess what? I'm like, what's up? And he's like, I'm 69 pounds. I'm like, no eating for you today. I'm staying 69 today. Uh, 
Yeah, I run a good go house. back to the doctor next week and be like, he's, you're going to weigh him before he goes, and he's going to weigh 66 pounds, and you're going to put a roll of quarters in his pocket. We're like, we got to bump up those numbers. <laughs> those are weak numbers, rookie numbers, man. <laughs> All right, so to end the show off, I want to thank Mike Spofford for joining us again. Um, like he said, it took a little while to get him on um, with some circumstances going on, but, you know, things happen, and we we'll have to remember that at the end of the day, even though – he is a very popular guy that what he does, he's, you know, a writer for Packers.com, something that all four of us could aspire to. Um, he's still a person and things happen in people's lives like appendectomies. They happen to him just like they happen to Bakhtiari. So, you know, uh, we appreciate being able to stay in contact with him and get him to join and, and get some great answers from him. So um, people in the comments appreciated his answers as well. I know David and Bill were commenting along and, and getting some questions in there and really appreciated all of his answers and for taking the time to join us um, on a Friday night. So I wanted to, to thank him for that for sure. Yes. I've been a long time listener and, or, and follower and reader of all his stuff. So it was great to interact with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Alrighty. Well, we will, I'm sure talk during the game and then I will see you guys next week. Yes. Go pack. Go, Peace. go pack. Go. Yes, sir. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.